0: Good morning, Rav Ah! Lillian, yeah. nishmasimimimiros, everybody, for coming out. It's Eretz Yisrael, and it's nighttime, and I'm about to leave to Chicago in a few hours. We're going to have a tomorrow, so everybody, for coming. Really appreciate it. Uh, Shalom Aleichem, what's your name? Tzadok. Tzadok, what? Tzedek. Shalom Aleichem, Welcome. You I know, right? What's yeah, your name? My brother, Robert Zandt. Ah, Shalom Aleichem. Where are you guys from? Toronto. And you here? Also Toronto. Oh, that's right, we met. Okay. Shkoyach. Robert Kraft, dear Rebelli, this guy is amazing. He's since Nida Chav Gimel with us. It's a big, big thing. I'm traveling, Figured out. I can watch the Yomi in my hotel on the YouTube channel. Thank you for the Gishmaq company you provide. Also, I know, you always encourage people to get others to come to the Shir. You may want to know Rabbeinu Yen writes if one learns and teaches others but has the power to encourage others and doesn't, if you have the power to encourage others and you don't, he's included in the cursed. He's the one who doesn't keep the Torah. Meet the Torah Merubah. If one encourages others to join, the brach of, uh, of what? Keeps up with the Torah. With tremendous respect, Talmud sends Nida Chav, Gimel, beautiful. And finally, this guy is taking over d- yearly doubled with his videos. I know you love outdoor adventures, which is why I enjoy sharing my outdoor adventures with you, especially when I can tie them in with our learning. Hopefully, I did that here. Keep inspiring us. Mazel tov on your upcoming simcha. Michael, Michael Chassel from Florida. Here we go. Michael. Good morning. Here we are deep in the Florida Everglades in Big Cypress National Preserve with the voice from Tiferes Torah uh, Yeshiva in Boca Raton, Florida. So we're learning get. And there's a problem with guys that won't give a get. <laughs> we solved the problem. Marissa, come over here and show them. If a guy doesn't want to give a get, we grab him by the ankles and we show him a guy like this, this alligator right here, will encourage him to give a get when necessary. Just come to the Florida Everglades and we can learn practical halacha and we wish you a great day. Keep on dauphin from South Florida. You just mentioned Everglades today in cheer because of the field that had a she dauphin. All right, right into the sponsors. We're both the koilo sponsored by Anonymous from Lakewood, the Rufu for Shalomist Esther, Bass, Bela, and the Koilal sponsor, Lili Nishmas Chayyab Lili Nishmas Batalab The Koilal, one day, sponsored anonymously for the Schuss to buy our house this year in Eretz Isra. Amen. The Masechta, Moshe Banda, to thank Hashem that I'm able to thank Him for everything that I have. The Paras the Nisshuach Chayev, as Yosef, Paras Hashem should open up all the Tzinor's Baruch of Baruch Tzvi Nisim Ben Shoshan Aleih. Paras Jeff Razner, Meiser, he already left back to America. That's it. Oh, he went up north. Yeah, he remained the shmas Yosef Simcha Chayim Ben Shlomo Yehuda. And the fourth, Parnas Lak Locke and Lebovic families, Lakewood, New Jersey, because Torah and Achdos are the best segula. Parnas He uses his English name, and he's on Zoom right now. So happy 51st English birthday to Mark Ashkenazi. Yeah. The Somebody took out what I want to write here, but it's good. I remember it. Reboisai. You're not gonna believe it. We are only three days away from sealing Masechtas Kedushin, school of So if you wanna be a big part of one of the most popular Masechtas, we're gonna be printing probably double the amount of the copies that we usually print. And we are looking for some sponsors. We have the Belsky family that sponsored a very nice amount, but we need more than triple that probably. So if you wanna be involved, in getting people to learn Torah, $35 a Gemara. That's it. That's how much it cost us. That's the, the price we, with shipping, with handling, etc. $35. So if you're a nice sponsor, you can put your name in the front. It'll be beautiful. Three days left, then we're done. We can't put, then you can go to volume two of Kiddushan. Volume one is gonna be finished up in three days. Well, if, once you're listening to this, it's probably two days. Three days from tomorrow morning, two days from when this year actually plays. This is, tomorrow morning. This is what? Like Wednesday's year. year. Got it. And one more
1: day. <laughs> oh, really?
0: Give all day. All right, we're holding on Daft Mem Bez Om Bez. Shaf Sikon is <laughs> in the house. Give all Six lines from the bottom of <laughs> Mem <laughs> Today's daf is Mem Gimel. Wednesday's daf mem gimel, six lines in the Bible. Eved, eved, shemachroi So it goes like this: If a slave is killed by an ox, so the owner of the ox has to pay thirty shekel. He pays thirty shekel. What if a person sold his slave? He retains full ownership of the slave, but he sells his slave for whatever money comes in eventually if the slave gets killed by an ox. How many people get killed by an ox? I guess it used to be very prevalent. Today, I looked it up. It's about 30 people a year between cows and oxes in America. Now, you're talking about Spain. It's a whole different. Running with the bulls, whatever it's called over there. How many people get killed by... Dogs, huh? A year in America, like 50. <clears throat> how many of you get killed by cats in America, huh? Yeah, same thing, 50 people, it's crazy. But how many people get killed by sharks? This I know because I tell my wife all the time because she, she's scared of sharks. Said, only 10 people die from sharks. Well, how, how, you know, the statistics, you, you, better chance of winning the lottery. So, the guy, I don't know what's going on here, but he, he's trying to sell the knas part. If his slave dies from an ox, only from an ox, then you you will get the knas. Now, it's, it's similar. Like, somebody just approached me. Literally, there's a guy in this neighborhood, a very chashvetal, chacham, he makes, exactly, he makes his parnasal off buying insurance policies from older people. And... The minute it is like you buy the policy and then you just daven. You daven and he dies. This guy is davening that the slave should die. So real quickly, I just want to show you real quickly uh, four halachas, four very interesting halachas. When it comes to selling the fruit off a tree, if you sell the tree for the fruit, it's different than selling the fruit off the tree. If I sell you a tree that has no fruit on it, but I'm selling you the tree for the fruit that comes out of it. There is no machloikas. Even Chachamim agreed to This is the famous concept of dovreshleib al olam. Whatever, we'll show it to you later. We don't have to go off this thing. This is a, the, the fruit are not in existence. But every single year, this palm tree produces fruit. The apple tree produces fruit. So everybody agrees that even though it's not here, it's within the tree. It happens every year. So you you're able to sell something like that. So, The tree's fruit-making ability, even though that didn't happen yet. It's not in the world, but it's, huh? Yeah, I stuck that in, kind of. But yeah, over here, if you just sell fruit, if you're just selling the future fruit, even though it's in the tree, that we have a Remember, says, Remember, you says, could, You could purchase something like that. When it comes to the knas, it's different than fruit. If you're just selling the, the, the Knas part without the slave, that's not the, the Gabor is not talking about that. Just selling fruit, we said Rameo would agree that it's okay. Just selling Knas is not okay. Why? Because it's a lot more reliable. It's, it's, it's gonna happen. The fruit is going to happen. 90% of the time, the fruit comes out. Over here, what are the chances that the, the, the Knas is going to happen? The Machlaik is over here. The big question that we have is what if you sell the slave for the knas? Okay, not to confuse anybody. It's like selling the tree, the top of the green, where everybody agrees that you could sell a tree for the fruit. What about if you sell the slave for the kenas? Okay. Uh, very interesting that the Evan Ezra, like with time of the crow, he says that the reason why the Torah says that the, the penalty, the knas, when... It's more like it's called a kaifer, you know, like, uh, not kaifer, like the it's to give the owner of the axe, a kapara. The the reason why it's 30 is because most slaves usually are right around 30. That's what he says. The um, and, and the balik say that it's marum as an evid year, years is, is gematria 30. We said it by nazir also, the nazir 30 days from the word year, and the cheskuni says something very interesting. I mean, it's like. He says, since we learn la uh, lamisha, from a, a woman, and the erechin of a woman is thirty. So meila, even though the Torah says thirty by slave, okay, fine, some sort of darshan behind the Anyway, six lines in the bottom. I sell my slave for the potential that you might be able to get thirty shekel if an axe. Emir Sashem kills him. I mean he's chai he's haiber a little bit, but okay. Either way you want to look at it, we have a The boiler Mayor, says, by the concept here. Musik says you could sell something that's not in this world yet, like Peris Dekel. Ah, like mayor, all the Remeir says that works. Every single year, for the last hundred years, this tree produces fruit. So I'm selling something that's going to happen, naturally. But over here, we have two things going against him. First of all, who says that somebody's going to, that an ox is gonna hit this slave. And even if you're gonna tell me that the far-fetched thing of he's gonna get killed by, a slave, by, by an ox, there's a way out of it because of the next concept in Sha'as, moideh v'knaas, If you admit to a penalty like a knas, a knas, like over here, moideh all he has to do is, he has to admit that he's chayev and he's potter And therefore, the buyer, the purchaser of that future, of, of the, the, the killing of the slave, he might be out of money. So mayla, even if you hold other in this case it's so far fetched Ree would perhaps say you cannot sell something that didn't come to the world because it's so far from this world first of all, how do you know what are the chances he's going to get killed by a nax? and even on the slight chance of getting killed by an ox, he might not get paid because the guy would, would admit to it, okay, so typically he might be asked Potters when there's Money that he agrees that it costs him money, fine. That's I entice this. And also, this will be problematic according to Rabbanon. At typically Rabbanon hold. You person cannot sell the Paris Dekel. Dekel. The hash the because right now they're not in the world. But here, but the two components are in the world. The the kicking. The killing ox is here, and the evidence here. So it might be better than a tree that doesn't have any fruit at all. My, I had a little problem understanding it. Do you have issues with it? Yeah, what, what's your problem with it? I mean, you're missing that. Right, exactly. That's what I don't get either. I mean, but I, I don't know. I didn't see anybody talking about it, but it bothered me a lot. I, like, I'm trying to understand... The svarah here. I can't say I searched a long time for it because I didn't have that much time there. But yeah, the, yes, you have the axe and you have you have the gun and you have a person. It doesn't mean that the guy got killed. You don't have the action of the shooting. You don't have the okay. Omar, Toshma. I'll bring you a rayah. So here's the Pasukara boy's side. If a Kayan purchases a slave, Kinyan Kaspa, he buys a slave, that slave could eat the Trumas and Maitras. We're not going to show it today. Okay, I'm going to spare you the Trumas and Maitras. Although we, we we talk about it in other things also on the Daf. A Kayan could eat truma and his slaves could eat truma. And then the Pasak continues, Vijalid What about a little baby that was born to his slave? As as he owned the slave, he had a offspring. The slave had offspring. Could also eat truma. Hey, miyochlu be Says the Gemara Toshma Why does the Torah have to say and also the baby could eat the child? As the Gemara Imkinyan Kasef If I purchased a evit he could eat truma Yilud Bayis Lechalchim. Certainly, if this child was born into. The slavery in the house of the kohen certainly should be considered property of the kohen. Says Oimer boy I'll say, look, it says "Kinyan Kaspi." Remember, what does "Kinyan Kaspi" mean? He purchased it with money. It has monetary value. The Torah says "Kinyan <laughs> Kaspi." The, there was value here, otherwise you don't buy something for money if it doesn't have value. So it has value. So I would think that the little Beisoy, or I mean, you come to think of it, a, a little baby, what value does it have? Uh, okay, you could sell a baby for whatever, but right, you look at a, a one-month-old baby. Uh, Mendy, I'm not talking to you. Your baby is special. But what does the baby do? It cries, it does all sorts of stuff that it requires a lot of work, and it has no value. It doesn't, doesn't give you value. So things thing, such a baby shouldn't be able to eat. truma. How do you have, okay, but Rashi says, how do you have a a, a slave that, that's not worth anything? Says Rashi, check this out. Let's say the slave looks something like this. Okay, it grosses you out. Now, you have to say this, mice, even though it's the most famous story, but you have to say it over here. He's not worth a thing. So the guy shows up in a and he hears two Bachar talking to each other. And one Bachar says, I'm a nothing. So the other guy says to him, You're a nothing, I'm a bigger nothing. He's a new Bachar yeshiva. So he, says, he looks at them and he says, I'm also a nothing. So the first Bacher looks at the second Bacher He says, you hear this M'chutzif? He just showed up to Yeshiva and he thinks he's a nothing. Okay, so he's just any shovel clue. He's a nothing. Yilid Bayis means that he's born in the house, but it doesn't say there's a Kenyan Kasper. It doesn't say that he's worth any money. He's just a Yilid Bayis. He just happens to be there. He's born there, but he's worthless. Even so, a kid like that could eat truma. The word Yelid Bayis means even if he's not worth anything. You could eat. Wait a minute. What if a king Yelid now, you, you purchase a slave and now he's not worth anything? Okay? So, basically, it's a, here. This is what we call a Hekish. Since it says King Kasper in the same Pesach as the word Yilid Besoy, So, and Yilid Besoy, we just established that even if he's worthless, he's not worth anything, he could eat Truma, so too the King Kasper, if you purchase a slave off the market and he's not worth anything today, he could eat Truma. So what's the gemara's raya? We're trying to prove something here. We're asking, if a person sells a slave, could could a person sell his slave just for the penalty, just for the knas? Well, if he could, ask the Gemara. Wait a minute! Every single slave in the world, luchaira, could be sold for his knas. There's some value. There's some mishugna out there that wants to take the chance. He'll pay a pruta. He'll pay, I don't know what it was, a ten cents. For the chance, it's cool, that maybe this guy will get killed, and he'll make a fortune. He'll make 100,000 a, a times his money. He goes around purchasing options on slaves. He gives each other, so it's worth at least a pruta. So you see from here that you cannot sell a slave for the knas. Otherwise, the Gemara would say that every slave in the world has value. You should sell oxes as well. For what? Uh, to make it more, yes. Yeah, put an ox next door to him. Correct. Or send your ox after Okay guys, going to clue I know. Uh, probably could but yeah, it'll be a problem. <laughs> In If you have ever check this out, so we had a novel Mukishkin and check this out. What if the novel is missing his leg above the knee? So he's a trefa. And in other words, he's not going to make it. Okay? Like, uh, I'll, I'll just say real quickly, this guy goes to the doctor and the doctor says, uh, I have bad news, you only have 10 to live. He goes, what, 10 years? 10? The guy goes, eight, nine, eight, seven. <laughs> this trefa is expiring very, very quickly. It's above the leg, according to the water. Certain things, certain mumim. if he has a hole in his, his membrane, the, the brain, he's not going to make it. So mela, a Gavrik Tila doesn't get a knas. Forget about it. Even if you want to give him, you can't. He, he's, just, he's not capable of receiving a knas, of being part of this. He's not on the option list. As the Gemara, okay. He is a trefa, and he can't get a knas, but what about the fact that he's still alive, and he can serve his master, so he has value over there. He says, you forgot, it's two things. First of all, he's missing his leg. Second of all, he looks like this character on the screen. The reason why, by the way, this, uh, this, uh, this character is because I asked Yoshi to draw a Mokah and He says he doesn't want him. He doesn't, he doesn't feel comfortable drawing a human being with Shechin. I didn't want to tell him that you know, a lot of our goddesses have the Mitzri, the Mokah you know, Shechin from the, from the Makkas. Maybe next time, we'll do a Mitzri. Anyway. Maybe that he doesn't know. Either feel, whatever he feels comfortable with. He felt more comfortable with this picture. Gevaldik. The rabbi said we have Gevaldik and Sugi's here. Really, really fascinating stuff. Like I mentioned, the Minchas he's busy the entire, uh, the Belzer told me today, because I was talking to him about the, 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 the Minchas Chinuch. I said, you know the Minchas He said, yeah. Of course, you noticed that the Minchas talks about Chetzi Ebed, Chetzi all the time. He says, but if you notice, he, he writes a lot of times, he says, like I wrote in my safer, that he wrote a special safer about this. And he says, nobody knows where the safer is. Either he got lost and never wrote it. You have a person, so let's see him again. Here we go. A khatsi evad. He's one day, right? He, he was owned by two people and he was released by one. So half his body, so to speak, is free. Half his body is a slave. The Mishnah says he should work as a slave one day and work for himself the other day. And then he went ahead and he was mikdash a woman. Now, it's a big caution. Beautiful, yeah? These are these that It's very hard to, to figure out what's going on here. Did he... What was mikdash this woman? The Jew that he is or the non-Jew that he is? He's a half a Jew. Sometimes he's Jewish, sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's a Baharian, sometimes he's not. Huh? Hand. You mean it's not Jewish That's his left hand. No. Jewish hand is the right. Oh, you mean in this picture? In this picture, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> MDY sucks, the whole thing. When you have, so the wants to compare it to another case. You have a regular Jew that tells a Jewish woman, I want to be Makadashu for half of me. Half of me! The halacha is that it works. But the reason is, because at the end of the day, she's eligible, she's rowey to his whole. He just didn't give her his whole. Rashi explains, so what did he do? Why did he say it like that? He was warning her. Very, very sly, this guy. By the way, you're not my only wife. I might be marrying another wife one day. I'm giving you half of me. I'll, I'll give you half attention. That's that's what he meant. He didn't mean Allah ugly. Okay. okay, but that's a Yisrael who's married to who's trying to marry a Yisraelis, and he tells her half. But by us in our case, halichazi he cannot marry her completely. It's like, if Yisrael could marry her completely, and he just says these words, he's not marrying completely, it works. But this Chatzi Evet, since he's a half a slave, he cannot marry completely, so maybe it doesn't work at all. And what if you say, that if, the other case, if he is half of himself, to a complete Jewess, so complete yid dineh, it works. But what if he tries to be mikdash half a woman? Then it doesn't work. Ain't no Kadesh's. Why the sheer b'kinyanai? Because he left something over. He was supposed to marry her completely. And now, Rabbi when you're marrying a woman, you can't say, "Oh, maybe what he meant is that she should be able to marry another man." That you can't. <laughs> that doesn't work. A woman can't marry two men. He could have meant on himself, I'm trying to marry another woman, so I'm being Mikhailish half of myself to you. But when he says I'm married, I'm being Mikhailish half of you, obviously he wasn't leaving half of her over for another man, because that would be awesome. So it doesn't work. When he said it, he was leaving over in the Kinyan. So it doesn't work. But over here, by the slave, he gave everything he had. It's like Yiddishkeit. If a person says, I do the daf, and I don't remember a lot, and I don't have a good memory, and this, the Rebbein is not gonna have a tie against him. If that's what you are, that's what you're capable of, and you don't chap that much, and you don't remember that much, but if you're an Ilui, and you don't apply yourself, then Hashem has a tainah. This guy over here, he gave it his all. He tried to be mekanesh as much as he can. He just happens to be a half a slave. So what do you want from him? Maybe it should work. When a person has the ability to mekanesh a full woman, and he doesn't use his potential, he only has half of her. It doesn't work. But over here, he's trying to be everything. says, Hey, Miss you hear this Kasha, another Givalika thing. It makes your brain work here. If a person, the shah of a person kills a slave who happens to be a half a slave. So it works like this. If you kill a real slave, how much do you have to pay? 30. And if you kill a Ben-Khairin, a Yid, how much do you pay? How much does the owner of the axe have to pay? Khaifer, as much as that guy is worth in the, uh, in, in the marketplace. So listen to this. If you, and if the axe kills a half and half, now what do you do? So what you do is very simple. You give. Half of the 30 to his master. And half of his value, f- because half of him is a slave. So if he was a slave, he would get 30. So, but he's only half a slave, so he's only worth 15. So you give 15 to the master. On the part of him that he's a complete free human being, he's worth $100,000. On the marketplace, he's worth $100,000. So you give $50,000, because he's only a half a free person, she so gave $50,000 to whom? To his, to his kids. <laughs> to <laughs> those who inherit him. Oh, that's the, the Gemara's Raya. How does he have a Yorosh? Oh, so what do you see from here? <laughs> and if he cannot... Get engaged to a Jewish woman, Yarshim and How in the world could he have inheritors? So I'll answer your question. He broke the rule and he got married. So for that, we have to see Tysus. There's a beautiful Titus here, just because it's nice and lumpish. So Tysus, smack in the middle, the last Tysus on Namad. Right in the middle, he says, <laughs> What if a person married a mamzer, mamza, mamza. he has a mamzer. Yeah, he was with the Eshessish. He wasn't allowed to. And this is, obviously there's no kiddushin. The Allah is benai, his son, is considered his son. Even though there's no kiddushin. You hear? In Allah, it's considered his son. So you're asking me how does a slave have a son, he can't get him married? Okay, he can't get married, he got married anyway. And he had a son from that relationship. So the Yerushi goes to that son. Oh, yeah, but he, but he's a half a Jew. Says Tzitz is better. When a person is able to be mikdash a Kaddish woman, just she happens to be ushered to him because she's a ish. But he's, cap- he's in the partial of kiddushin then the child has Yichus after him. But if this human being cannot even do Kiddushin, why? Because he's a half a slave, then the son doesn't go after him. Aziz okay? Nice Chiddush. Says the Gemara. So we see from here that uh, half a slave, half a Mishukur could get engaged. Or rather kisha No! We're talking about not that this axe killed a human being. It's as if he killed a human being. He made him a trefa, He chapped off his leg. And therefore, how luckily he's going to die. So therefore, he's like a trefa. And therefore, you should pay him the penalties that you pay a person that you kill. Okay, I, I hear you cash. I see you looking at me like, what is going on here? Umayyarishov. But uh, so uh, what kind of? Yarshim, does he have? Navshay. Pay himself. It's like, uh, you know, you do like one of these uh, frauds. You, you, uh, you put in a claim. You say that you, you died or something. And, you, you know, you go after the insurance. For life insurance. You run away to, to the Bahamas. And you say, oh, the guy died. And then they catch you because they find your fingerprint on the death certificate or something. Whatever. One of those mices, Yeah? Yarsh of you're inheriting, yourself. you're inheriting yourself. Your inheritor should get it, but you get it because you're still alive. Says the Gemara, I don't understand what you're talking about. I have two questions on you. Either way you want to split it, it says his inheritors, it doesn't say you. We're talking about paying up after somebody gets killed by an axe. Check this Pasek out. Yeah, because the whole parsha. we don't want to get into it. We're talking about a uh, sharmuad. He did this three times already. Vuhuad b'v'alav, he's a muad. And the owner is guilty because he didn't watch him. The isha. the Pasek says he killed somebody. It doesn't say in the Pasek that he, he, he ripped his leg off. It says he killed him. So then the is: I show you, suckle, you killed the ax, began got all of you muslim, you killed the owner, meaning you don't kill him. He pays up, okay? But it says in the Don't try to squeeze the, the pshad in there. It's pshutakamashmai. If you, if you kill, if an ax kills a half a slave, half a mishukhar, you pay the master half of the 30 shekel, like give him 15. The other half, you take, He's worth $100,000, you take $50,000 and you pay his Yarshim, but it doesn't have Yarshim. So what do you do? You don't pay. You should be paying the Yarshim. That's the point. You should, but you don't. Just like when you try to be Mekadish, you want to get engaged to a Khatsi Isha. Yeah, we have a picture here. This is, the one on the left is a shifcha. The one on the right is a chati shifcha. How did she become a chati She's She has a half a sitter, half of the Okay. She's a chati shifcha. How? Again, she's owned by two brothers that inherited her. And one released her. Owned by two partners and one released her. I'm sorry. That's not the case. Chati isha. In is, the is The chati Shifra is the next case. Yeah, okay, I jumped. Chati isha means... You try to get engaged to uh, half a woman or tell a woman you're engaged to me 50%. You, I'm only enga- a-, a half of your finger, I'm engaging. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to just be me- half of you. Doesn't work. In this picture over here, that she's a half a shifra. Also, and it doesn't work. Fine. There's once a sign. Here In Erzisrol, I have to remember the Lashon. Only in Erzisrol you have signs like that. It says, We sell Bakafah, we sell on credit, one day yes and one day not, and today is not the day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you saw that sign? Huh? <laughs> no returns, no, okay, under that sign. No service, <laughs> right, first sign. No service. Then, okay, fine. Uh, so, Chatsi Yisho, Chatsi Yisho, Chatsi Yisho, Shinskatsho, E'en Kedusha Kedusha. Don't try to have Same thing. Kishem, Shavakadosh, khati isha, E'enam Kudashas, Just like if, word for word. Just like you try to get married to, to a woman and tell her only half of you, it doesn't work. Chatsi Yisho, Chatsi bas Chatsi So two, we have this woman who one of her masters released her, so she's half and half, Shinskatsho, E'enam Kudashas, Oh the Rafchizda Midami. So Chizda, what's the connection? Hasam When you approach a Jewish woman, you're Jewish. You you approach a woman. You say, I only want to marry half of you, so you left over part of the kenyan. You did something wrong. Shirikyane over here, he tried his hardest to do whatever he can. He's just dealing with a woman who's only capable of being half married because she's a half a shivcha. So why should he suffer because of that? So the Gemara Chizda was so convinced by his question So Rabba Baravuno put up a a, a, a a guy that says over what he's saying loud and he starts off the speech it's unbelievable Rashi brings there's going to be a time in Klai Yisrael that in Yerushalayim, there's going to be so little Torah and so few Tamil Chachamim and Paiskim that when Klai Yisrael sees a half Amaretz they're going to jump on him and say, Hey, hey, be our Rav. The stumbling block. So, what he's saying yes. is, Unbelievable. You know what? I'm happy I made a mistake. I'm happy there was a mistake done here. When there's a mistake in learning that, and then you have that a mistake, the busha, I could tell you, the busha. It's so embarrassing. And then I tell Yosef, erase it. And he says, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna erase it. And then he leaves it in. He says, because it's authentic. I, the people have to see that you turn red and then, okay. It's authentic. <laughs> what? I think I will agree with I'll take the busha. I'll take it. I, I need it. Baruch Hashem, I do a lot of it for myself. I'm very good at it. So the busha makes you... I mean, that's why I did. You need busha. The busha makes you... Um, it sugia and remember this Torah. So there's a fascinating, I to tell you, a fascinating toisefta in it says that they asked in parah parah They asked Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai, what clothing does a kohen gadol wear when he does the parah So he told them, golden the golden clothing, the, uh, the big day zav like the kohen gadol. So he said, Ah, but Rabbi, you told us it's the the white clothing. So he said, You know, and he said, Wow. I was a koin gadol, I'm a koin gadol, and I did the parad duma, and I forgot the halacha, so certainly you, that you only heard it in yeshiva, certainly you have to repeat, and he gave him a whole speech about Hazara. He said this, and then the teisefteh finishes off, he says, no, he never forgot it. He just pretended that he forgot, because he wanted to tell him this idea. And Rabbi said when I saw that, he gave away my, uh, my little secret. I, that turning red, that's a put-on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. the This is a fascinating Gemara, no? I made a mistake, but it's good I made a mistake. Now that Torah is going to stick with me. Yes, there's a halacha that if a Jew tries to marry a regular Jew halfway, it doesn't work but that has no connection. And this is the halacha. This is how we pass. If you have a woman that's half-mishuk, half-slave, half and you make a it does work. When a Jew tries to marry a regular Jew halfway, he did it wrong, no good. But over here, he did everything he possibly could, and therefore it works. I'm telling you, I'm, it, 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 it screams out to me. If you do everything you can, you work all day, and you're dead tired when you come home, and you learn that one hour, see so you did everything you can, they, they, they can't have a tine on you. But if you come home, and you have five hours to shpatzir, and you're doing YouTube, 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 then there's a tine on you. What happened to the learning? Rav So Rav argues, even though the Allah, we just said, you look over this, that's how he passes. Sheshez says, no he says no you cannot marry a half a woman so you can't marry a half a slave it doesn't work if somebody whispers to you and tells you you hear this word we had this this morning just to remind the Oilan, we're talking about the parasha of Shifcha Harufa, that a slave woman who is mu'urasa, What does Murasa mean in Hebrew? Engaged to a to a Jew who happens to be a slave he stole and they sold him off he, and she has a relation with somebody else. so she gets Malchus and he brings a carbon, right? But look at the word it says she's engaged. How could she be engaged? We said this morning there's two pshatim of a the harufa. of Dasa either means she's half and half, she was half free, half not free, or that's a lashem B'nai Adam. That's how the Torah is just saying people talk like that. of Dasa, it's a sprach, it's, it's a slang. But she's really a full fledged shiv'chah. But well, let's assume the first pshat, okay? Ribbakiv is pshat, we go through Ribbakiv, let's say. It's talking about a half and half. And then look, look at this price, it says, Ezi shiv'chah What is considered shiv'chah harufa? doesn't mean she's half and half. And that's our Raya. It uses the word Mai She's engaged. So you see that she could get engaged. Your whole question was: could a shidhach, could a half and half get engaged? Does Kedushin apply to her or not? And the answer is yes, she's engaged. Love am is Rusi. If that's your big giant raya, he says, says Revshesha, that's not a good raya. And Marloi whisper back to him or tell him, <laughs> but what about Rabbi <laughs> who argues on Rabbi Kiba? <speaking in Hebrew> this positive headline of Dasa is a full fledged Shifra. And we're still going to call her what? How could a full fledged guy get engaged to a Yid? It's zero. It's not a, a Kedushan. So here, believe it, in, I love Rashi's Lashan. Rashi says, She's a chamora Baalma. She's a, is getting engaged to a donkey, which reminded me that's this week's parasha here in Israel. Bilam had relations with his donkey. Mamish married his donkey. Okay. What could a even get engaged? So why does the bride say the word she's engaged? It doesn't mean literally there's a ring. It means she was set aside for the Sebed She She's for him. Then you'll explain according to the Kiva the same exact way. We have beautiful, you know, she did this for us. So it goes like this. Very, very simple. You have a half a slave, a woman, who's half slave, half free. She got engaged to one of the Baldwin brothers, Ruvain. Here you go. He gives her a ring. And then what happened is her master comes and gives her a get-shekher. So what happened to her? She becomes fully free. Ruvain doesn't give her a get. Nothing. Comes his crazy brother, Shimon, and he gives her a ring. Now you hear what happened there? What happened is very interesting. Ruvain was engaged to her, let's say. Either Was Ruby engaged or not? We have to decide. If he was engaged to her, so then maybe what Shimon did is nothing. If he was not engaged to her, so then what Shimon did is is something. But both of them are not engaged. That's for sure. You don't have two brothers engaged to one woman. Because if the first one's really engaged, the second one is not. If the first one is not engaged, the second one is. But you don't have two of them attached to one woman. Okay. Let's see inside. And then she was set free, so now she's 100% Jewish. The husband of the Shimon. she took a kiddushin from the brother Shimon. Umesu Shnei'em, look at this, they both go bye-bye. So now she falls the yibum. if there's another brother around, she will fall to you, she become a Yivamo. Now the halacha is that there's no Yibom on a woman who's engaged to two brothers. If she's connected to two brothers, there is no Yibam. In this case, she's not connected to two. It's one or the other, and therefore she does fall to Yibam. The third brother could marry her. What's that other case? I'm sorry for these, uh, actually, I see after I put this in that Yoshi revised it. Okay, you can see that there's new lettering here. I wanted to show the illum the good old fashioned Yivamis, See, so he did a little nicer. Okay, you have three brothers, three Baldwin brothers, Reuven, Shimon, and Naphtali, says here, yeah, it should be Levi. Okay, fine. Levi was Dr. Factor, this is Dr. Factor's brother, fine. So now what happened is, Reuven goes bye-bye. So Reuven's wife, Bela, all the way in the right corner on the bottom, she falls to Yubam to two brothers. One of the two could, could, could be Miabim, or Duhalitza. Comes Shimon and does something called Mimer. I'm just saying this because this is Rashi, just to throw it in, why not? Maimur means he gives her a kedushin, And that only works in the Rabbanu. So now, Bela is attached to Shimon. She's, she's like uh, engaged him. And then what happens? Shimon goes bye-bye. This I'm just sh- showing you what we did in So We had fun over here with killing off the Bolton brothers who were sitting right in front of me. The whole Yavamis, great. So now, Shimon goes bye-bye. So now what happens to, to Bela? She falls to the third brother. The problem is that she already was sort of engaged to Shimon, and now she has this Bela is, 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 uh, is attached to two men basically. What? 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 I'm sorry, she's attached to Ruvain. She's Ruvain's and Shimon's, but kids, this is a case. Of being attached to two uh, two brothers, in that case, Levi would not do any yibum at all. He can't do yibum. So, so says the Gemara. But in our case, I don't call in our case where the, Reuven. Let's go back to our case real quick to remind the Oyelum what happened here. This case right over here, where brother number one. Engaged her when she was a half a slave, brother number two engaged her when she was a complete Mishukra. So over here you have a in Manav, Shah. Manav Shah. If Manav the If Ruven's Kedushin worked, the Shimon Lav then Shimon has no business being here. the Shimon And if Ruven was not engaged to her at all, The If Shimon's work, then Ruven doesn't work. And Mamela, when she falls the guy in the green jacket, he could be Miyabam her. It's my oh. So we just turned up and in a base, sponsored by Mordecai Sepaznik in my honor, and by the Tehillim group. M-D-Y... It tehillim, that. M-D-Y... Uh, 8 min 8 oh. um. Okay. So Dr. Kimura, how, how are we doing with time here? Oh, I see 48 minutes. Good. Itma. We have 12 minutes before we go overboard. So over here we don't have to say that we're talking about brothers. Like we're talking a second before the case before was Reuven and Shimon brothers. Over here not. Again, similar case. You have a half a slave, half a Baschorin who got engaged to Reuven. Vinishdacher and she was free. Vechazir Shimon and she went and she became engaged to Shimon. Rav Yosef Rav Yosef says in the name of Again. She was engaged to Ruven. Ruven never did anything. He didn't give her a get, and she was freed. Says Ravi Yosef in the name of Achman. You know what happened there? What happens when a, when a person becomes a ger? What happens? They become a brand new person. Thank you. So, whatever she was engaged to before flies out the window. And Mela, she's engaged to the second one. But two Talmidim in the name of Rav Nachman say, argue. When the first one was engaged to her, he was only married, engaged 50% of her, because she was half a slave. Now that the half a slave became a full fledged Jew, so it expanded the kiddushin. The Kedushin was only on 50% of her. Then she became free, now the, the Kiddushan to grew and became stronger and better. Or Zero, can we say That makes a lot of sense what I'm saying, he says. In the Pasuk. right over here. We had this positive before. But what does he say all the time? If somebody has relations with the shifa Kharufa, which is designated to Evidivri. They have relations, La they don't, they don't die. They don't get the death penalty. They have to bring a carbon. Not the death penalty. Why? Because she's not free. Says the Gemara. It's mashma. That if she was free, then it expands. The condition she had before with the Ebed-Ivri would expand and she would become fully engaged to him. Or fully married to him. Not that we don't look at it like we look at her and she's nothing. More, she she becomes more, not less. As we said before, according to Bishmal, we're not talking about a half and half slave. We're talking about a full slave who's engaged or set aside to have ivri. If you're telling me, your deal is, the POSIC says, she wasn't free. But if she's free, they would die. How's that possible? Think about it. You have a full slave, 100% slave, designated to a Jewish man who's a slave. And then she goes free, so the kiddushin he did with her becomes a full kiddushin? (laughs) He did kiddushin to what? To a full guy. What is that? How much kiddushin is that? Zero. How could a zero become a 100? If it's a 50% kiddushin, and then she becomes free, I understand 50 becomes a 100, it expands. But a zero, zero plus zero equals how much? Even Panovich, they know that. It's zero. If you're new to the Shire, because I went to Panovich and it's my Panovich math. Okay, I just don't need a guy that just showed up to the Shire today and I just made fun of all Panovich. Panovich knows that. That's not what I meant. I, even I that went to Panovich, I know that. break? No, sorry, I jumped. Says the What happened was, she was freed. And then she went back and she got engaged. In the case of a full fledged slave who became free, obviously she had to re get engaged. She got engaged. And that's why she would die. Okay, no right. There's a story in the dorm story. There's a story that there's a woman who was half and half. The covenant was Rav Listen to this. I love this. We said that if you have a slave that's 50 50, one of his masters released him, so what do you do? Everybody agrees you have to release him fully. Why? Because the world was created to inhabit it. What about a woman? A woman doesn't have a Chiv and so I'm going to release her so she can get married. She'll say, I can't get married. I'm stuck. So don't get married. Who cares? Says the Gemara, there's a story. Maise Shehoya, 50-50, slave woman. The kafu is they said, release her. Even though it says, whatever, you have to release her. Why? Says the Gemara: this must go like the Omar. The, the mitzvah, according to the is on a woman also. If she has a mitzvah to be kind, of You must release her. No riot that it goes like him. The mice they tell me, you have to know all the details. You know what the maizah was over there? She was Mizana with everybody. Oh, so they said, listen, free her. Release her so that somebody will marry and take care of her. Not because we paskin that she is a chib of Peru and that's why we released her. The Mishnah, official Mishnah, sponsored by Yoyli Freeman. Friedman, Lila Nishma, his father, his dear father, Chaim Avram Miruchim Ben David says the Mishnah we learned this: <laughs> If you sell your slave to a non-Jew, and now he's going to be susceptible to. Being over on the Torah, Yitzchayi mitzvahs like a woman. And of course, the non-Jew is not going to care about his mitzvahs. Or you force him to move to America, to England. And it's also to leave Eretz Yisrael like I'm doing tomorrow morning. Yatza ben Chayrin. Because you made him do something wrong. So he goes out. We're going to see in the Gemara who has to, who pays for it. Huh? If someone, if you're getting married, not you, not your niece. <laughs> There's a rav here last week in our shul. I'm not going to say his name. I love I love him a lot. He's like Darshing that Chaim said. Chaim told me that you cannot go to Chutzlards even for Torah. You have to stay here even to give shiurim. So I said after the shiur, like you just came back from Chutzlards giving shiurim. And everything, you always come to me. He said like this. He said like that. No, he meant, he started, but like whatever, okay. But here's the kicker. Now if you remember the sukis that we learned today, yesterday, why do you have to give a get-shikur? Because yes, the slave is free if you sell your slave to a non-Jew, he goes out free, but he's still not allowed to get married to anybody. He might have removed the Moominus of him, but not the Isser of him. So you have to, you have to give him uh, a Shtar Shechur. Rishan, the first, the original owner must give him a release. I just made this into a Muslim in shas. why not, because I think it's something new. Oinoi, what does Oinoi mean? A Shtar. It's a special type of Shtar, we'll see in a second. Now, special, it says something specific, but Oinoi means Shtar. So if somebody asks you what an oinay is, if you weren't at Dafyam, you probably didn't know this. Today you know oinay means a shtar. Oivay! We had it earlier in the Masech. Chazar, chazar, chazar. But not when I was doing the... <laughs> the Yedin shas. <laughs> <laughs> Once you give him this document, Zehoshik Rure. my oinay. What does it mean? Or Ha-Shayshitikos av lehi He writes in the shtar, the kishn. When you run away from that guy, Bach, I'm releasing him, the kid, sir, he released him, if you're going to run away from that guy and come back to me, I'm done with you. So even though he comes, the whole story over here is when does he need to get shechor? He needs to get shechor when he comes back to him. Over here he doesn't need it. If a guy has a slave, he borrows money from the wealthy guy next door and he says, listen, I'm giving you my slave as collateral. What did he do in essence? He basically sold the slave to a guy in a way sometimes if he didn't pay him back, right? If the guy didn't, manners mannerism, manner, whatever nimus means, he goes, What does that mean, my Nimos? I just made that up, manners. In Hebrew it's called manners. He kissed him. But no, seriously, it means this. That you, uh, in those days, the non-Jews would have a slave walk around with a little sign, uh, a nameplate, a uh, name tag, you know, like we had by the Siyom. It says, uh, Okay, it's, uh, McDonald's a Goyishin name. I am the slave of so-and-so. That's how he used to walk around. So if the non-Jew puts this on his neck, oh, now he became the slave of a non-Jew and goes out. As the Gemara. How could that be the Pshad in Nimusoi? That it means a, a necklace. Mazar of now we're talking about, in Eretz Israel, again, I'm going back to Trumas and Maistris, which might be the most popular Muslim in I have no idea. The Belzer wouldn't tell me. I thought it's either that or Hech whatever. Maybe both of them are not. So, if... We're going according to the Bible that says that a, a non-Jew that owns land, and in Eretz Yisrael, his fruit is not in Trumas, and So we're talking about a, a Jew that has somewhat of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An a interest. Oh. He has an interest in that person's property, in the non-Jewish property. Does the fruit become in Trumas, and what What kind of interest? How reason. He works and he gets, you know, 30% of the crap. He's a crap shear. He says at the end of the year, no matter what, I'll give you X amount of, of food. He's already generations working there. And listen to this one. Or the non-Jew said, listen, I'll borrow a million dollars from you, and here's my piece of here's my field. Is it considered that the Jew owns it enough that he's chayav in trumza maisra? Even though you put on a necklace, obviously, can't mean a necklace here. We're trying to say, what does Nimus mean? On a slave, you want to tell me it's a necklace. How do you put a necklace on a, on a piece of field? On a character? If you mean it's a necklace, a field doesn't have a necklace. That if he says, if you don't pay me by this and this time, by then the slave becomes mine. Then you have to yeah, you have to release him. Then then the slave the slave becomes his. And it's it's key when when the time comes, it's as if I sold him the slave. Okay, the time came. It's as if I gave it to him. It says Goodmorrow. It's Zman. Okay, Nashki means that he made. If the time came, as if I sold it says, Gemara, cash is man as man." When I sell the slave with a time limit, then you tell me it's considered as if you sold him. And if maybe the time didn't come. Just have the time limit, we'll see in a second. But if I sell a field with a time limit, it's not considered a sale. What's the difference? When I sell a slave with a time limit, it's considered a sale. When I sell a field with a time limit, it's not considered. Why not? What's the difference? When it comes to the slave, the time arrived. It's already Rishchodesh Tamas, So it's already Ki'ilu. It's non-Jews. But by the field, we're talking about a situation that the time didn't come, so it's not us. What if the time came and the guy is about to collect the slave? So it's the guys. So of course, it's as if you sold it to a guy. So what, what's the Chiddush? No, we have to say, okay, let's say it's simpler. Both cases are the same. The time didn't show up yet. When I sold, when I told the guy that he could take my slave, I meant literally my slave. Oh. So when the guf has slave it is a mash coin, that's as if you sold it to him. But when it comes to the field, I only sold the fruit. So I didn't sell him the field, so then I'm not chayiv b'mayzer. If I tell the guy you could have my fruit, it doesn't mean I sold the field. It's not as if I have interest it's not it's not as if the, the Jew has an interest in the field because he only has interest in the fruit. What happened was the, the, the guy was lazy. I gave you the the field in order to, to come and, and collect, and you didn't collect. If you came to collect, great, if not not. So when we're talking about a slave. He didn't come to collect. He said, at this and this day, you could collect, but he didn't want to. So, Mimela, that's why it's not considered a sale, or it is, and, or there's a special khumr uh, by that. And Raboy Yisai, I'll see you in America, Hashem. have a wonderful day.